Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Lawrence and I'm joined by... This is Dan, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, how are you on this very overcast Wednesday evening? I'm alright, it's just... the skies have just decided to open, so it's... um, the rain is coming down here in the north... The Excellent. general north of England. Um, yeah, we've had the had the heat wave recently, as we mentioned mm. during the last episode. I'm glad that's broken. Um, but weather for today is looking good. Um, sunny spells with chance of showers. Thank you, Michael Fish. <laughs> there you go. You never, never thought you were going to get that today, did you? Well, quite right. And for any international listeners, Michael Fish was a weatherman in the UK in the eight, 80s? Yeah, 80s. he was he's old a, then. I think he's a he's a British institution. I think I'm... he's dead. Oh, well, rest in peace, Mister Fish. Um, I'm <sighs> very much hoping that it's not going to rain. So I've just put my washing outside. So I'm I'm looking out the window as I speak into the <sighs> microphone with crossed fingers. I've had a very busy day, so I, I just don't need wet washing. Don't don't want that. Don't need that in my life. But. Every day's a gamble. Anyway, we should get to speaking about our game this week. So if you listened to our last episode, we mentioned that this week we would be playing GTA Chinatown Wars. I can confirm that is the game that we've been playing. You'll have seen from the title um, that we keep our word. So that's good. Um, GTA Chinatown Wars came out in 2009. It was developed by Rockstar Leeds, which I believe was part of Rockstar North, but I know Rockstar North were primarily based up in Scotland, weren't they, um, just after they changed from DMA Design? I um, think, I think um, they originally helped, helped out on Liberty City Stories, mm. by City Stories. They're a, small, a smaller and... team, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think they were originally their own studio um, that wasn't part of Rockstar, but I think they got, um, they got I, maybe they did the GBA, one of the GBA games or something, um, but they got soaked up by the Rockstar sponge. Yeah. And yeah, um, they worked together with Rockstar North, but they were the lead developer on this one, I believe is the uh, situation with that. There we are. It comes in at number 87 on our list and it has an aggregate score of 93. So this game came out on a couple of platforms, first being the Nintendo DS and then later on the PSP. And I believe it had some um, some mobile and tablet ports as well. Yeah, so, I had a look on the, um, the App Store for mm. iPhone and you can indeed buy this today oh, on there your you iPhone. Go. How much was it? Do you, do you remember? £4.99. Oh, that's not bad. Fair enough. So yeah, might might be more fun to play there. To be honest, having yeah. What what platform did you play this on? I played this on the 3DS, which is oh no, sorry, I played this on the the DS version on the 3DS. Mm. So that was the original version. That is the version when that it was, was reviewed. For, really? Yeah, and this that's the one that got the really high reviews. The PSP version got a Metacritic aggregate of 
90. 90. And I think correct. the mobile version's got an aggregate of 91. Oh, fair enough. So mobiles aren't the worst version then, apparently. No, apparently it's a pretty good port. Um, I, I played it in the same place. I um, we, we both bought a physical copy of this off, um, I think, off eBay, didn't we? Yes. Um, so I also played this on the 3DS. So first up, I suppose, what, what are your overall general thoughts um, of this before we go into it? It was okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it it was okay. It wasn't... I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was great or even that good, necessarily. Um, but I did, uh, I did actually follow this up by finally completing Liberty City Stories, which I played on the PS3, and I did prefer Chinatown Wars to that, um, mm, yeah. mainly because of the horrific frame rate in that and i don't know i'm just bored of liberty city the old liberty city from gta 3 now i feel like i know that city because it's so small so well yeah it's just very very familiar so yeah um worth noting that the liberty city on display in the chinatown wars version is actually the liberty city from gta 4 which yeah. is quite an interesting thing because i wasn't expecting that no i thought they were going to do the old Liberty City. Yeah, you'd expect that. I mean, important to note that this was the Liberty City from GTA 4 that had come out the year before with the um, the difference of the fact they didn't include the third island. I think it's called yes. Alderney. Uh, yes. So it's slightly smaller, but it's impressive for a map it's, of it's that big, scale. I mean, you, you do recognise places when you're driving mm. around as well. Yeah, like, 100%. Um, you go to the beach and you, you recognise, is it Hove Beach? I think it is. Um, yeah. And you recognise the uh, the little fun fair that you've got there, and yeah, you will spot places that you saw in GTA Four, and it is it's a large map, and you won't you won't entirely know your way around. No, definitely. I mean, I, I'm with you. My my thoughts on this game are very kind of middle of the road. Uh, it was interesting, and I've got a bit more experience with um, the top down GTA games than you have. Yeah, but even then. You, we'll get into it. So, I mean, the first question is, what's your history with this game? Have you played it before? Have you had any previous run-ins with it? I didn't really know anything about this one. I knew it was meant to be a bit different. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect. It was more... Because I started playing this before you, it surprised me a bit because it was more um, akin to the bigger GTA titles than I thought it would be. Um, I thought it was going to be... I don't know, maybe like a, a strategy game. I didn't think it would be like a proper free-roaming GTA. And yes, that was a bit of a surprise for me. And there is a there is a strategy element, which I think I was was what I got in my head, which is um, revolving around drug running. And you can yeah. buy drugs, and you can sell drugs, and you can, you can basically... Prices go up and down. And it's quite an in-depth little thing, actually. Um, so that's quite fun. You can get rich very quickly by doing that. And I think... Um, I watched a video about this game and a lot of the people in the comments, because this game does have have its fans, and a lot of the people in the comments, um, they reference this drug system and how it was, it taught them about economy. And it was a very kind of novel thing for a GTA game and they got in trouble for it as well. Yeah, um, it's like the uh, the economy can kind of rise or fall dependent on the, the supply and demand of the drugs, can't they? Yeah. So that's so that's 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 what I thought it was really. I wasn't really sure what it was, but it is a 
it is similar to its bigger brothers, mm. but kind of streamlined for a handheld. Yeah, it, it's a funny one because similar to you, I, I've got no history with this game. Like I mentioned a moment ago, I did play the first Grand Theft Auto and the second Grand Theft Auto on the original PlayStation. Um, and I was, like, I'd was i heard that this game's quite similar to them. But in my opinion, the, the only similarity really between the first and second GTA and then this GTA is the fact that it's a top-down game. Other than that, I feel that's where a lot of the similarities end. The, the first two GTA games... I like them and they've got a place, but they're very much a product of their time. Yeah. And they haven't aged particularly well. This game has aged a little bit better, and I think that's a lot of that comes down to the design of it, uh, particularly with the cell shaded graphics. Um, yeah, and- I was going to say my, my first proper GTA was GTA 3, but I had played um, definitely GTA 2 uh, around people's houses before, and I could never really get along with it. So no, it was a funny little game. Um, yeah, so I was very thrilled. very different to the um, to the three D releases. Um, yeah, I mean the the best element of the the original GTA games was the, uh, the the way that you pick up jobs was over payphones, and because there was no spoken dialogue in those games, it would just be like a cartoon sound of someone speaking on the other line of the phone. It would be something like, like Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but that always <laughs> always cracks me up. Um, but then, if if you look to kind of the the additional games that came out, um, GTA London, um, nineteen. 19- I was always intrigued by that. Yeah, they're they're very they're very strange games. Uh, I think cause there were two of them. There was nineteen fifty seven, I think, and nineteen sixty nine, maybe. Um, and they did utilise um, voice acting in those games, but they're very, very stereotypical what an American would think. Well, not even American, because it was developed by, by Rockstar North, but very much kind of like... Accessible the, to Americans, maybe. The, the, I, don't, the, I don't know. Yeah, the stereotype of what a cockney is. It's like, well, right, then you get the monkey, and then I'll be around here at the Apples and Pears. Like, really hard nose stereotype well, that's um, what it's what gta does isn't it with oh yeah 100 percent. all things and, you know we, we we touched on that in our gta 3 episode and we'll come more onto that with vice city san andreas and particularly gta 5 but moving on um we mentioned the image of this game being cell shaded and i think the cell shaded element of this game is probably so that they could actually get this game on a handheld device because if they'd gone with the the realistic uh graphic style of gta 4 which only came out the year before chinatown wars released it wouldn't have fit on the ds um and i think the fact that it is cell shaded really lends itself to a bit more longevity from it what what did you think of the look of the game yeah i think i think it's quite i think once you once you get used to it once you get used to the fact that you're top down playing in this very slightly condensed version of liberty city from gta 4 um yeah you start to appreciate it for what it is and i think this game's a difficult one we 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 occasionally come across difficult games on this list where if you weren't playing on the platform at the time and you didn't play it at the time you can't really understand what all the rave reviews are about and there are i mean every single review for this game was a rave review um 
and I think you have to cast your mind back further to what handheld gaming was. Obviously, the Game Boy came along, and you look at that, and it's very, very simple. And then you've got the GBA um, that kind of they did similar games. I think they they released some of the one of the older PS One GTA games onto the GBA. Yeah, um, they, they did. I think that was one on the Game Boy Color as well. And I've, I've seen. Yeah, I think you're right. It yeah. looks bad. Exactly, hand handheld gaming today is so so far from what it was even just over 10 years ago so if you cast your mind back and i suppose the idea of playing a quote unquote full gta game Mm. on a handheld would have been a massive thing and i know that the psp games had come along before but they 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 borrowed a lot from their again from their bigger brothers they borrowed the whole city um, the stories were never really that. They always felt like low budget versions of the bigger games. Um, Vice City stories I actually quite like, but yeah, definitely Liberty City stories. Um, the story is very, very not, not very deep. Put it that way. Sure. The uh, the radio stations repeat far more than the uh, bigger games, and there's some some thunder and lightning outside. I heard so, that. Yeah. Oh, it's just going to come through on through on the audio, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So so. Even those games, but the 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 DS couldn't handle one of those games. That's why you didn't no. get a fully three D game. You got this top down game. But actually, you could argue that it looks better than those games. Yeah. That still it, use it's... the very chunky PS two style. Yeah, it's aged a bit better. I mean, and it runs a lot more smoothly than those games. Yeah, it's a very smooth running game. Um, I think a lot of that is just due to what they cut back in terms of the graphics to save on, you know, space for it to be able to run. Yeah. Do you want to try and give a rundown of the plot very briefly? It's not. It's not a complex story, really, is it? No. Um, so, obviously, this is about the triads, and you are you're based in Chinatown in Liberty City. This rain is really coming down hard. I'm gonna have to do some. Uh... <laughs> some audio work on this i think um yeah so you you are huang and you arrive in liberty city and you have a sword in tow your father has just died apparently he won the sword in a i don't know if it's a dice game or a gambling game something card game yeah okay right so he won the so he won the sword in a card game and you are bringing the sword to liberty liberty city to give it to your uncle and your uncle's known as kenny and your uncle works for the kind of overlord of the triads and he's trying to earn favor so basically i mean i'm i'm now simplifying because there are some some plot twists here and there but none of them are really worth talking about in my opinion um so you you're you're doing jobs for him you're doing jobs for the underlord's son you're doing jobs for another guy who's also quite high up in the triad family and there is also an informant for the police and you kind of do some jobs for the FIB as well, which is the uh, GTA version of the FBI. And ultimately you're, you're trying to find this informant and it turns out to be your uncle who actually killed your dad. And yeah, it's, it's um, I, th- I think the story is my biggest disappointment with this game. I think um, if it had a really compelling story that hooked me from the beginning 
and kept me wanting to play it, I would have felt quite differently about this. But I found every single line of dialogue in this game is a punchline. And I just got a bit... I don't know, just I didn't find many of them funny. Well, the the thing is, and I mean, we've, we've mentioned um, previously when we've played other GTA games on this list that my favourite GTA game is Vice City, whereas yours is probably San Andreas. And there's a lot of elements to this game that remind me of San Andreas, but just not executed as well. Because really, San Andreas is a similar story to this in that you're returning to Liberty City after a family member's been murdered and you're going back to... I find out what happened. Uh, sorry, first find out what happened, and then secondly take revenge, which is exactly the same as Carl Johnson's story from San Andreas. Um, but because San Andreas is a bigger budget PS2 game that was, you know, a, f- a full fledged console game, there's more to it, so they could take more time on the writing, etc., etc., etc. But yeah. for me, this game does feel like a bit of a San Andreas clone. Um, but just not well, executed as got well. The full voice acting that's really, really good voice acting, and San Andreas knows when to to be serious and when yeah. not to be. Like the scene when Carl gets home and his mum's dead, and I mean that's a serious scene, and it knows when to use the humour, and it plays with that quite nicely. Whereas, yeah, here it, it's all it's all humour, and you don't even get the sense that he really cares that his dad's dead or cares about anything. He doesn't know. Huang Li. I found to be quite an unlikable protagonist. He's very I cold. I found all the characters to be unlikable, to be honest. Yeah. He, it just felt very run-of-the-mill, really. There, there was nothing too much there. Um, yeah. But yeah, the this, this story did definitely leave me and it sounds like you wanting more. But more importantly, let, let's discuss the gameplay. So gameplay, as we always say, is king. So... Firstly, do you think this game's fun? Yeah, I think in short doses. I think um, this is a handheld game and it has the advantage of being a handheld game, which is a game that you can can put something on the TV or you can carry about and you can play on a train or whatever. You You can play in all those ways that you can't with a full console game. And I think that allowed me to enjoy it more. If I was having to play this on the big screen, I think I wouldn't have got along very well with it um but when you're doing something else and you're just playing while you're doing something else um it's a game that you can kind of switch off and play and the missions are short it's got some quality of life stuff in there that i I found quite um innovative that are desperately lacking in some of the older gta games like there's the option to go on your phone go onto the ammunition website order weapons and then when you pop by your apartment to save the game, you pick up your weapons. I think that's brilliant. Um, any kind of convenience and streamlining like that. It's just one of the things about the older GTA games and having just played Liberty City stories is that if you get busted, which you frequently do, and if you uh, if you get wasted, then you lose everything. And then you have to gather all your weapons again. You have to buy them or go around the map collecting them, then go back to the mission, um, drive all the way back, and then the missions usually have you task you with driving across the map to get to your destination. Um, they're just not very time-friendly, and for a handheld game, that's a big flaw. Um, whereas this game, you don't really get any of that. Um, 
I mean, the driving here is not going to be. I mean, it's it's driving from a top-down perspective, and you never feel like you're that in control, and it's not really that much fun to drive about. Um, but I quite like the on-foot sections where you're targeting enemies and um, shooting them. I mean, I I'm not I'm not going to say that this is astounding gameplay or anything like that, but I think there's some enjoyment to be had. Yeah, that's fair enough. Would you say then that your kind of your favourite move or your favourite thing to do is kind of the, the shooting and the, you know, taking on rival gang members and stuff? Well, one of the things I think this game does well is that it's got little sections between that really take advantage of the DS. Yeah. And that, those are things that use a stylus and they're like mini games. And I think this really feels like a game that was made for the DS and... I kind of appreciated those, even if they get a bit annoying. But there was, there was one moment towards the end of the game where you actually go inside a building and you have a shootout inside a building. And I thought, well, they've managed to format a building or this kind of interior gameplay here. So why couldn't they do that elsewhere in the game? I'd have liked that a lot more, I think, mm. because you're always outside. That's one of the things you always got in the older GTAs. You were always stuck outside. You never went inside um, in... GTA 3, you you couldn't even go inside your safe houses in GTA 3, could you? you got no, the they, they started inside. to implement it in uh, Vice City a little bit more. They were and more then in Vice, Vice San Andreas, City. they really yeah, fleshed it out quite a big bit. Big casinos and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, uh, go on. I was just going to say, I really, I really miss that in... There's something in games... I don't know, there's, there's the variety that comes with interiors... And I always notice it when I'm playing games and they, they keep you outside the whole time. There are other games that do it too. Like There's some games that I quite like that, that, that do it, but I just wish they'd go inside more often, like the infamous, infamous games. Um, yeah, so... I, I, especially when they, they prove that they could do it in this game, I just wish they'd kind of um, done it a bit more often. You could, have, you could have had these interesting interiors that you didn't get to visit in GTA 4 and it would have uh, just added a bit more variety. But yeah, you don't really get that very often. So um, yeah, I think I appreciate the mini games. I appreciated that interior segment. I'd say generally speaking, the shooting is the strongest element. Um, what, what about you? Yeah, I'd echo what you say about the mini games. They're my favourite and my least favourite aspect of the game because they were really good to be implemented and it made a change and it's the first and only time I think that a Grand Theft Auto game has done that. Um, so you're talking about like uh, quick time events and using the touchpad to do things like um, wire cars wire when you steal car. them or filling bomb. bottles with petrol for Molotovs, things like that. And it was quite cool. But then, and dumpster diving as well. Yeah. And they were cool elements, but tattooing you can you can tattoo people yeah and they were appreciated but after a while like you say it got tedious and like it's fun the first second third time you do it but like the 20th time it just gets a little bit repetitive um but i think to appreciate those more again you have to cast your mind back to that time yeah 100 percent. and that's our problem with this podcast we're looking at this retrospectively really where even phones, uh, many of those didn't use styluses and touchscreen at the time, so it was. Uh, I suppose it would have been more novel then. But yeah, for us, when everything is touchscreen nowadays, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't mean as much anymore. No, 
no, I agree. So the question of the week, I know you've come up with um this week. So do you want to uh do you want to jump into that? Yeah. Um I always generally speaking as as a franchise I love GTA. Um San Andreas. We've not got to it yet on the list, but it's always been one of my favorite games. And um one of the things with GTA is the city that they decide to um, spoof almost and in Liberty City it's uh, it's New York it's a spoof of a take on New York Vice City is a take on Miami and San Andreas is a take on Los Angeles Las Vegas and San Francisco and um, you've obviously got the older games so you've got GTA London's the odd one because it was actually based on a real city so that's a bit, a bit of an outlier yeah but I always wonder what cities a GTA game could be set in. So question of the week is, um, so first, well, there's, there's, a, there's a part A and a part B to this. So part A is, which American city would you like to see them adapt for the next game? And then part B would be, which international city would you like to see them adapt for the next game? So over to you. I think it's it's hard to find um, American cities that haven't been parodied in most games because a lot of things have been done. And my first thought with this question is I'd quite like to see something a little bit more rural. Um, and GTA Five had North Yankton at the start of the game, which is like this. Uh, I think I think it's I even think it might be in Canada uh, or supposed to be in Canada. And I really liked that because it had a bit of a different feel to it. But my other thought would be uh, for New Orleans, because you stole mine. Yeah, New Orleans is a is a really cool place. But yeah. you think about that, and um, Mafia Three spoofed New Orleans with New Bordeaux. Um, when did that game come out? Twenty fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, and twenty fifteen. I think they did an all right job on it, but. Rockstar, to some extent, have already done something like New Orleans in um, Red Dead Redemption 2 with Saint-Denis. And yeah, but... I liked Saint-Denis. I mean, I really like Red Dead Redemption 2 anyway, but I'd love to see more of Saint-Denis. M- maybe in a GTA game, maybe in another Red Dead Redemption game, but I thought that was a really good setting and the attention to detail around that place was so impressive. I would also echo New Orleans. Um, I think it's so unique because it's this blend of cultures. Mm. Obviously, you've got the French Quarter, and yeah, it's just unlike any of. I mean, a lot of the cities have been the very big um, American cities, but yeah. New Orleans is a place that I really want to visit one day, and Me yeah, too. it's just so unique, and it's got the carnivals, and it's yeah, it's um, the, the, the thing that really makes new orleans unique is the architecture it's got this weird um architecture that you don't really see much in america and then you've got it's swampy and yeah it's gonna it would be quite unique and i'd love to see a modern day rock star take on that yeah Um, 100 percent. so you'd have the carnivals and and uh what the mardi gras they call it don't they yeah Um, and and i i love seeing new orleans in um the hitman games and yeah i just i think it's it's, an, it's a part of America that is often forgotten, but I agree. I think that would be 
a fantastic location for a GTA game. Saying so yeah, that, that gets though, my vote. I also, I really, really hope that whenever it does finally come out, GTA Six. You know, there are always rumours flying around, and you know there are rumours that it will go back to Vice City. I really hope that's the case. Vice City is my favourite GTA game anyway, but not just for the story, kind of echoing Goodfellas and Scarface and stuff like that, and the fact that you've got Ray Liotta voicing Tommy Vercetti. But I just really love the setting of that game. And maybe I heard that thunder again then. I know. That was loud. Yeah, um, stormy. But I think... The whole would vibe. you rather would you rather would you rather a, a Vice City remake or would you like a, a whole new game setting? A whole Vice new City? game uh, set in Vice City. I really really like the story of Vice City, um, and it was a great game. But I don't, I don't think that game needs to be remade. There are so many games out that like people want to remake. We're, we're remaking it. We're doing a remaster or whatever. They don't need it. GTA Vice City did come out in two thousand and three. I think the gameplay could do with an overhaul. Yeah, definitely. The, the, game, the gameplay hasn't aged particularly well, but it's very similar to GTA 3 and, and San Andreas. San Andreas tweaked yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Those, um, that trilogy of games. But I, I think they're fine as they are. It's the same with Final Fantasy VII. That game didn't need remaking, in my opinion. And I played the remake, and I thought it was all right with the first part of it anyway. Um... <laughs> You have to elaborate when we get to the, the Final Fantasy VII episode. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really hope they go back to Vice City at some point. Um, and and to answer your second part of the question, I think again, international cities have been done in other games. You've got Watch Dogs Legion, which is set in London. You've also got the Getaway, which is set in London. Um, I love the Getaway games. The Getaway was great. Mark Hammond and Frank. A bit clunky Carter. compared to GTA, but yeah, I, I if you if you've been to London or if, I mean, I I worked in London for a long time, and I just love the atmosphere of the Getaway games. They they nail that London setting. Yeah, it was brilliant. If anyone hasn't played the Getaway, I recommend it. It's um, I, I I'm not sure if I preferred the first or the second one. I thought I think the second one was a bit first. easier, but the first one was better. Yeah, the, the first one, the second one was a bit more um, accessible, but the first one had a better story, I think. Yeah, Mark Hammond and Frank Carter from the Flying Squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, you've got Sleeping Dogs, which is based in, um, is it Hong Tokyo? Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Um, but I'd, I'd love to see a game in Tokyo. And I mean, that's coming off someone that played Persona 5 Royal twice in a row. All and I'll say is... <laughs> You're going to be playing Yakuza games and, and no one does Tokyo. like. Oh, uh, yeah. May, may, maybe my, my itch will be scratched by Yakuza. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Tokyo. I'm looking forward to seeing that in Yakuza. What, what about you? Or maybe Paris. Um, Paris, perhaps, as well. Yeah, Paris is one of those ones. I mean, um, Assassin's Creed Unity did Paris quite well, but I'd like to see a modern-day Paris. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't. I mean, there was the Saboteur, which was a World War Two game set in Paris, um, but I can't think of that many modern games that use it, to be honest. So yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um, so I was thinking of a city that we really haven't seen that much of, but it's one of the most unique cities in the world. Now, the only game I can think that it's showed up in is um, Modern Warfare Two, 
well, was, I don't know if it was the actual city or a spoof of it again. Um, and that is, um, uh, <laughs> my mind's gone blank. Um, what the hell uh, is it called? Favelas. Yeah, so, oh, my, my mind's gone completely blank. It's in Brazil. Um, Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, Rio de Janeiro uh, with Christ the Redeemer up on the hill. So yeah, Rio de Janeiro, I'd love to see um, a, a game, like a proper game set there where you could drive around, you could uh, do missions, you could go up to Christ the Redeemer. You've got all those wonderful islands around there as well. You've got the bay and it's such a unique place. And also to lend to the GTA side of things, there's a lot of gang stuff there. Um, so it would really, I think you could do quite a compelling story with um, Brazilian gangs um, there as well. So I think it's just a city that you just don't see enough of. So that would be my international city vote. That's fair enough. I think that's a good option. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of that one. So, yeah, I mean, the favela bits in Modern Warfare 2 are maddening. <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think that would be quite a cool setting. And I think there'd be some cool stories to be told around there. Yeah, because um, you've got the really glitzy parts of it as well. You've got the favelas, which are really very poor, and then you've yeah. got the really high-end parts as well. So I want to touch on the sound briefly before we kind of look to give our overall thoughts on this game. This game doesn't really have any, you know, of the GTA charm with radio stations or, you know, Chatterbox or VCPR. Um, and there's not really any licensed music in it. There is, there is a dead mouse. There is some radio yeah and also the other licensed music in the game is what i've heard is um it's instrumental versions of other songs so there is licensed music in there but they're instrumental versions um i don't know what uh, i'm guessing there was a space reason for that or just to keep because obviously the game wasn't voiced over for the for the story so it's being keeping with that maybe they went for instrumental versions so yeah there is there is a soundtrack there um, but yeah, you won't you won't necessarily be aware of it when you're playing. Yeah, it's. I think compared to the other games in the franchise, the soundtrack leaves you wanting a little bit. Um, not to say that the music that is featured is bad, but it's not on the par of other GTA games. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think I think it's on par with maybe slightly worse than Liberty City stories mm. um, because what you get there with the budget is you just get loads of songs that you've not really heard of and um that kind of washes over you as well um but yeah it's it's, i would prefer to have the choice of stations but i prefer them to be done properly like in the main games let's let's face it nothing beats flash fm in uh, vice city getting on that moped for the first time hearing billy jean by michael jackson i always i always just remember no i mean the one i remember most is because it was the first time i was um introduced to it was gta3 and and chatterbox Mm. and i just listened to those for ages but yeah i I love the ones in uh vice city and san andreas yeah i listened to chatterbox a lot when i played uh gta3 as well and then vcpr with marie chavez in uh in vice city vice city stories has got an amazing soundtrack what is it yeah really good that's because eight is music's fantastic that's uh... and they actually paid for some of the bigger budget stuff so that's cool i like that so Let's let's look to wrap up then. So overall, I think we're both very kind of middle of the road on this game. So do you think that this game deserves um, its place on the list? In 2021, no. 
um, I completed this obviously recently and I came away thinking to me in 2021 this is it feels like a a 7 out of 10 game maybe at most an 8 out of 10 game and I don't like to give games scores but I just I just felt like I I see a good prototype here for a future I mean if they if they'd have done a sequel the thing is this game didn't sell very well if they'd have done a sequel and they kind of improved on the elements that I felt were a bit lacking like like I say a better storyline um more likable characters less punchline heavy dialogue maybe a hint of seriousness more interiors i mean i've got I, I did think about what would make this game better for me and i think there there is a game that runs on the same engine that they could have made that i would have enjoyed a lot more this wasn't it though so i came away thinking this is a good it's impressive to get it on the ds and it's a good foundation but we never got to see what they could really do with it when they pushed um, because obviously with, with GTA 3 we saw that in engine initially in GTA 3 and we saw them refine it in Vice City and then uh, refine it even further in San Andreas and same with GTA 4 and GTA 5 but we never really saw what this tailor-made engine for the DS could do like at its fullest um, so I didn't dislike it I quite liked it, but I, d I don't think it should be anywhere near this top 100. Brutal, I know. No, that's fair enough. I, I mean, I, I echo what you say, and my problem with this game being on the list is that with it, with the Metacritic um, list being an aggregate score, it's not like it's one, um, you know, one website controlling scores and what's on it. it. It comes from a lot of different areas, but my problem with Chinatown Wars being on the list is that Grand Theft Auto is um, overly represented on this list as it is. There's, Agreed. you know, you've got three Vice City, San Andreas, GTA 4, and GTA 5, with GTA 4 being in the top, uh, I think it was number three, isn't it, on the list? Very, yeah, I think there's a couple of entries in the top 10 of different platforms. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, some of those are deserved, some of those not so much. And with other games on this list from the same franchise that, you know, some of which are arguably, without taking the list into consideration, some of the best games ever made. But I just don't see where Chinatown Wars fits into that. And I know we have to take into consideration that this game came out, um, you know, in 2009 and it was very different to the other games and it utilised the touchscreen and all this, but... Even then, it's an impressive game and it's a quirky game, and I think it's a good, a good game, but it's not, it's not in the top one hundred games of all time, like nowhere near. I I enjoyed parts of it and it was fun, but I mean, you think of so many other games that you'd think would be on this list and they're not there, but Chinatown Wars is. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, I I don't know. So so for me. This game doesn't deserve to be on this list. It was enjoyable. Um, got tedious. I got a bit bored of it at times. But it was very accessible. It was ideal for you know train journeys or something like that. Not that I get the train. But it, it, it's ideal for that kind of quick switch on and play vibe that it's obviously going for. Because the missions are so short. But I wonder if um, just to add a bit of balance 
because I think we're both <laughs> very agreed on how we how we feel about this game. So I had a bit of balance. I wonder if we're both uh, missing the key ingredient for this, and, and and there's no way for us to replicate this, which is time and place, particular platform, the fact that we're not we weren't playing this out and about, so I wasn't playing this in a park bench or whatever, um, and just all the novelty of this game I think was lost on us so what we were left with was just the game and maybe the game itself doesn't stand up that well but yeah I think uh, it's what I said earlier on I think it's very hard for us to understand let's put our minds in that place where the critics reviewed this game but I, I do agree with you there are, there are a lot of games and I'll, I also wonder probably uh probably a controversial thing to say but i also wonder if um when critics were reviewing this i wonder how it would have done were it not a gta game that yeah that was my thought earlier if this wasn't a grand theft auto game would it be anywhere near this list i don't think it would be and i still think it would have done well because this was another thing it was one of the only 18 rated games on the ds so it would have, it would have stood out at the very least um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I'm I'm currently scrolling through the Metacritic Top 100 list now, and I'm just having a look at um, games that are on this list that um, you know didn't didn't make it on because you know that th this game's on here. Not just this game, but there are a lot of other games as well that you know are on this list that probably don't deserve to be, but. Okami, I've heard that's a very, very good game. Yeah, it is. Just misses out. Um, you've got Skyward Sword. I don't think that's on the top 100 no, list. No, I'd, I'd leave it out. <laughs> Fair enough. But then Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, there's, I mean, there are hundreds of other games, probably a bit lower than this, that could rightfully have a very good argument to, to, to claim that place. Yeah, you know, it's... I mean, I would say, I wouldn't even say this is one of the greatest games of all time, but I, I mean, I'm replaying um, Sleeping Dogs, as I mentioned to you. Mm. It's also about the triads, but set in Hong Kong. And it's a game that really went a bit underappreciated at the time, and it didn't sell that well, and it will never get a sequel now because um, developers gone out of business. But it's a great little game. Uh, maybe not best game of all time game, but yeah, very fun little game. So I'd recommend you give that game a look over this one yeah I, I i've got um i've got sleeping dogs and i i quite liked it um i fell off it because i got a bit bored but it was a good game um but yeah it, it's, it's a funny one chinatown wars and i think we're in agreement on this one but moving onwards we've got um we've got a few good episodes coming up so as everyone knows we've announced um no, that, game... was, that was a that was a sell job right there <laughs> yeah. surprisingly we've got a few good episodes coming surprisingly up. you'd be amazed at this but we're actually doing some good episodes soon um, but we've got the two final two games of this half of the list coming up soon and then we've also well Dan I can't say I came up with it Dan came up with an idea for a good episode kind of as uh, like a little bonus a after we've done the 50 midway episode yeah yeah um, which I think will be quite interesting but and we, I'm also going to add a little bit of spice to that and... spice up your life yeah, so shall, shall we say what we're going to do? Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know if uh, listeners have heard of tier lists. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of them. Um, we're going to do a tier list of the um, 
the first 50 games that we've played on the list. We're going to go through in a random order and we're just going to put them in tiers. Um, we're going to see if we can come to some agreement. There was that there will be some that I'm sure we will agree wholeheartedly on, and then there will be others where there may be a bit of a, a bit of a discussion to get to an agreement. Um, but I thought to add a bit of spice to it, let's have a let's have a few drinks while we're doing it. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. I will drink my absinthe. Um, <laughs> oh wait, I've never drank absinthe. I don't hate myself enough to drink absinthe. But yeah, I think so that'll, that'll be, be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it'll be a good episode as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But before then, we've got two more to get through. Number 50 being Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And what is number 49, please, next time? Number 49 is Celeste, the indie darling. Um, I'm, now I'm, we'll, we'll see how you get on in terms of timing for this one because... I'm not sure if we're going to need one week or two weeks, so let's keep that flexible for the moment. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to go and download it now. Um, but yeah, we, we hope you've enjoyed this episode on uh, Chinatown Wars. It's a bit of a different one. But as always, you can find us on social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at the long and short of it podcast at hotmail.com. Um, and if you enjoy these, you know, please, please do consider rating um, us on your podcast platform of choice i'm guessing that would usually be apple podcasts um or following or sharing with someone that you think might might enjoy it um we enjoy making these and if we can you know get out to more people that would also enjoy it then everybody wins but yeah that's all i've got to say today anything from you no that's it yeah Cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We will see you either next week or the week after. And in the meantime, take care and stay safe. Cheerio. See you on the next one.